we're coming to you not literally with our hair on fire, but we're coming to you with breaking news. And it's so funny, too, because how long is really the length or the kind of parameters to the title of breaking news? But it is a July 14th and big news hitting Rocky Top from the NCAA. Quickly, first and foremost, what's up? Tyler Ivins, you know where to find us, DMs, all that noise. I haven't talked to this dude in some time. And that's Noah Taylor, of course, all the hard work he puts in at the Tennessee Rivals page over at the Ball Report. I'm sure you're doing well, Noah. I'm sure your wife and kids are doing well. I'm doing well, kind of like in radio. What's your question? Let's move on. Uh, (laughs) Let's get right to it. Your overall thoughts, opening serve like Wimbledon on the NCAA and what they handed out. The report was 127 pages. Uh, Just to give you an idea, you and I, I'll go ahead and put it up just for the eyes. Oh, look at that. Yes, it's official because you can download it on the website. What are your overall thoughts on what the University of Tennessee received today after so many weeks of anxiously awaiting these results? Yeah, I, I think it's it's a win for Tennessee. Um, obviously, you avoid the postseason ban. I think that's what everybody was kind of worried about. Um, I, I, you know, I saw some fans kind of concerned with some other things. But if you're a fan, that's the kind of biggest thing that you're worried that you were kind of worried about happening. And it didn't. So you don't have to worry about that. I think that's really great for the timing because I think as of today, we're exactly 50 days from kickoff against Virginia and Nashville. So, you know, you're going, you're coming off an 11 win season. You you got so much, the trajectory of this program is, is, looks as good as it ever has, or it has in a long time anyway. And uh, so if you, you get that ruling today with, if it could have been worse, then that kind of throws off a lot of optimism, a lot of hype going into the year. Now you don't have to worry about that. So the other stuff that the school can take care of. But if you're a Tennessee fan, you got to feel really happy about, about the ruling that came down today for sure. You just mentioned it, Orange Bowl. You were there. You were covering it. They were 11-2 and two last year. Can you imagine? Now, say what you will. We'll say for 50 days what Milton Heupel this year looks like. But could you imagine if this year Tennessee puts together a fantastic year? Obviously, they're capable of contending with essentially every team in the SEC. Nothing would break Tennessee fans' heart more than being like, hey, congratulations, you could go to this New Year's Six Bowl game or in the final year of a four-game format in the college football playoff. Sorry. <clears throat> yeah, you never want to run into those situations. I've seen lots of basketball programs who knew a postseason ban was coming and they had to give up their one seed or they had to give up their three seed or their conference auto bid because they won the tournament. Tennessee, as you already mentioned, doesn't run into that factor. What this means moving forward, look, in 24, when they expand this mother to 12 in the college football playoff, there should never be a year where Josh Eipel and the University of Tennessee are not in the conversation to get to the party of 12. And to know that this thing, A, isn't extending past this year, well, at least the no bands. we'll get into when it comes to scholarship productions. But the point being to kind of piggyback or to coattails your comments with a capital M, massive for the University of Tennessee. Yeah, and I think that's that's the biggest thing. Like I just said, you know, it's, it's so many good things are happening at Tennessee right now. And you've got a team yes. this year that, you know, I, I don't think it was a fluke. I don't think anybody thinks it was a fluke. This is a really good offense. You've heard opposing coaches, if you're into the preview magazines, that are very paying this this team, this program, a lot of respect. This wasn't a fluke. This wasn't a one-off. This is a really good offense right. that has some really good players in it. And you lose Hendon Hooker and you lose Jalen Hyatt. But, man, 
you look at the schedule, it's extremely favorable. I know we'll probably talk about that, you know, save all that for next month. But it's You're a very- essentially trading Texas A&M <laughs> for LSU, and you would take yeah. that 10 out of 10 times. You're absolutely, absolutely right. And especially right now, too, with, with yes. the way those programs look. You know, yeah, it's, it's a really good spot for Tennessee to be in. You're returning a lot of really good players. I don't think there's really any reason – really any excuse for Tennessee unless there's a bunch of injuries and stuff. I, I don't think – and the defense takes a huge step back, which I don't think it will because you return a lot of production there, a lot of experience. There's really no reason for Tennessee to not be optimistic about a double-digit win season in New Year's Six Bowl and possibly working your way into a, a college football playoff or an SEC championship because you get Georgia, the toughest team on your schedule, Alabama still, but you can afford to lose one of those and still get in. You get Georgia at home. So, yeah, I think the news today is really big because now you can – there's always been kind of this cloud hanging over Tennessee the last two or three years about this. And it's kind of one of those situations where you're Great really, point. yeah, you're really excited. You're really happy about it. Even in life, it can be that way. And you're like, man, wasn't there something I was kind of, I was supposed to be upset about. Oh yeah. Yep. Right. It was this. So yeah. All that other stuff is, you don't have to worry about that anymore. You don't have to worry about the possibility of this thing going off the rails because of an NCAA ruling that happened under a coaching staff that's not here anymore. So that, that should make, make you really happy going into this year and like you said you don't have to have that hanging over you and uh you can you know play to your best your potential this year and and live it out you bring up a great point and i was going to save this for later but i feel like now's the perfect time to place it do you believe and maybe you don't maybe you do but i think that this is going to be a discussion moving forward do you believe that penalties should be attached to coaches or should they stay the way they are and are attached to the school? I mean, clearly this was a Brian Niedermeyer, Jeremy Pruitt, Derek Ensley problem. Yeah, Tennessee was kind of the beneficiary for a lot of those players, but I look at it, this is a Pruitt and staff problem. The fact that the University of Tennessee, 30, 29 months later, are still having to deal with this. Look, it's over and done with now. You know the results, but it's like... Come on now. It just seems like sometimes the NCAA works kind of backwards and does arithmetic that we haven't even been taught yet. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I, I think it's something that should fall on the coaching staff. I mean, all yeah. those guys, have, they're not here anymore. They're, there's not really anybody. I mean, you, you don't even have – Coach Fulmer's not even here anymore. You know, you don't have the administration right. that hired Jeremy Pruitt. I mean, none of those people are here. So I think it really is unfair and, and really bad practice by the NCAA to, to punish guys that had nothing to do with this. Um, now I get in some instances where you have administration still in place that that actively overlooked it, but Tennessee did the smart thing here. And I know, you know, sometimes in past history, you look at schools that have been hit hard by the NCAA that, hey, they helped and it did not benefit them at all. But I, I don't think that's the case here. I think Tennessee at the time, maybe it didn't feel that way, but they did the smart thing. They they cooperated and it paid off for them. And now you you, you don't have the postseason ban, which is the biggest thing you're worried about. So I'm going to stop you right there. Do you 100% believe the reason why? And, okay, somebody watching this right now still red hot mad that Tennessee got (laughs) any type of reduction, any type of fine. Like, dang it, dang it. This is essentially a slap on the wrist. Do you believe that it happened because Tennessee said, hey, we have something for you. We messed up. Do you believe that they kind of got off a little light because they cooperated so much and brought this to the NCAA? I think so. In this instance, you know, in, in the call, the conference call today, the committee chief said that if Tennessee didn't, then they probably would have had the postseason ban. Now, I don't know. I, I don't know if that's true. Sure. I don't know if that's like a, a scare tactic to 
you if know, you wouldn't have cheated on me, we'd probably be married. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. Yeah. 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 Like maybe it's a scare tactic to convince other schools, hey, cooperate, make it easy on us, you know. But in this instance, I do think that that was the case. And it it helps that, you know, Tennessee kind of cut ties with everybody who had who had anything to do with it. How much of this do you believe also comes with the fact that the NCAA is a shell of its former self? It's not the same NCAA that we know it as today. They just changed guards. Mark Emmert's no longer with them. Presidency seat has changed. Again, the NCAA doesn't rule college football. Essentially, conference commissioners do. Yeah. Do you think that played a part, or was it kind of just straightforward? Uh, I do I do think that a little bit. You know, I, th- I was thinking that today, you know, when the ruling came down, just how much it just doesn't have, have the same authority that, that it feels like it used to, you know, and you look right. even in recent years, like Ole Miss, if you're keeping it in the SEC that, you know, had to deal with a lot of sanctions yeah. as well for things. And yeah, it, it, it definitely feels like it's losing some of its luster, some of its authority in these situations. And maybe people aren't taking it as seriously as they used to, especially in this age of NIL, you know, too, that look at all the stuff that they're kind of, they just, I don't know. I wouldn't say they're overlooking, but really that they have no say in. Like they're just nothing they say. You know, these rules are, are kind of working. So yeah, I, I totally agree. I, I think it it kind of does look like, eh, you know, you, nobody's as scared of you as they used to be, and and maybe these punishments are going to be a little less harsh. In my opinion, up until about twenty four months ago, they're uh, let's say before Hypo gets here, they were good for two things. The NCAA was making sure players didn't get paid. And making sure there was some type of ruling on transfer portals and how many times a guy could leave, a lady could leave, whatever sport. Well, NIL is now in effect, and I think we're dangerously close of getting essentially unlimited transfers as many times as you want. If that goes away, what the hell do we need the NCAA for? So maybe you're absolutely spot on right about that. Uh, Let me ask you this. I'm I'm just going to slide in. When you look as a whole, money perhaps doesn't do it. It's not a big deal anymore. Let them take care of that. What are your overall thoughts on the scholarship reduction? I mean, this is this is essentially probation through five years. Yeah, thoughts on the scholarship. Sorry, uh, I got the peanut gallery chiming in upstairs. You're a dad, <laughs> and we understand. Trust me, we understand it. Yeah, no, I I think that in, it's a in five this, year probation essentially. Yeah, right. And I think in this league, it's tough because every team you're going up against, pretty much every team, the guys you want to be, Alabama, Georgia you you got to compete in recruiting and you got to have depth and we've seen if anything how much that has kind of hurt Tennessee the last few years since Hype had to take over because I mean like you said they, they've gone what 16 18 guys 18 scholarships they've already revoked or not right. reduced uh during this investigation so um I I think that ultimately yeah that uh it's gonna hurt because what you got two or three a year here and, and so you got a couple more years of doing that to fill out the 12 to fill out the full number um, it's tough in this league to recruit against those guys. It's tough to have build depth. So I think right. that's obviously the biggest thing that's going to hurt. Um, but I think, I mean, I think that's something this coaching staff is, is done a pretty good job of, of recruiting so far. So they, so the last year, obviously you had a lot of it in the defense with, with some problems with depth and, and having a lack of guys and they were able to get by without it because of the offense, but they, I feel like they've managed it pretty well. So they just kind of kind of weather that storm the next couple of years. Here's where I'm at on this, and you pay attention to recruiting like I do, and and, and I I just kind of look overall about where Tennessee, the product, is growing. Last year, when you look overall at the players who produced for the University of Tennessee in that 11-2 season, you could make the argument that 
they were scrap heap players. What I mean by that is simply this. Jalen Hyatt was essentially touted. Cedric Tillman was having difficulties there. Uh, a lot of the other players that you would, you would trying to rely on were not kind of those five star blue chip prospects, Tennessee. Now this year, they're starting to now big game hunt with Bama, Georgia, LSU, USC, Ohio state, exactly all the blue bloods. If you're going to get a scholarship reduction, I'm glad that it's spread out over at least the entirety of the probational period, because in the past of, Hey, Josh Heupel can win with, these guys but can you imagine what would happen when he starts getting these guys and that's not going to affect him over the next 60 72 some odd months yeah and tennessee also has to feel good about it's it's nil stuff too i think that they've done a really good job there's many people who believe it's number one in the country that is a fantastic point yeah for sure their sports has absolutely taken tennessee football to the next level yeah they're they're i think they're in a good spot and i know that's frustrating for fans it's frustrating for the coaching staff too because that's the lifeblood of of college football yes recruit and like i said you you got in this league you got to recruit against the bet the top to recruiting to and you got LSU in this league as well. Sure. You mentioned Texas and, and Oklahoma are about to join. And then we're going to go away from divisions where you're playing more of these teams every year and yeah. playing against guys that you're recruiting that you were tried to recruit yourself. But I think it kind of comes at a good time with a with a good staff and a, and a good NIL space to to kind of build and help them recruit on that as well. I remember when being in the SEC East was kind of a luxury because you didn't have to go through the gauntlet of the SEC West. Now it's everybody have fun with each other. Jeremy Pruitt. Look, man, I know you came on the beat when Hypo was here, but you kept a close ear and eye to the university. I don't know if we see Pruitt take a head coaching job ever again. I'm sure there'll be coordinators that are going to be – our coaches asking him to be a coordinator. What do you think will become – and again, this is just prediction time, your overall thoughts. Again, opinion talking to each other. What do you think comes of Jeremy Pruitt, six-year show cause? Yeah, I, I mean, obviously the head coaching one, like you mentioned, I, I doubt we'll see that again. Um, I think he's proven as a recruiter. He won a national championship at Florida State. He won yeah. one at uh, at Alabama. I think it was part of a few at Alabama. And, you know, today when I was writing up the story, you know, we kind of knew it was coming. So we had it pre-written and I was I was writing what was going to become a Jeremy Pruitt. So it's good that you asked that. Uh, and I wow. forgot he, he almost had... as if we worked this out. <laughs> yeah, right. And he, I forgot he had that little stint as a defensive analyst with the New York Giants. So he has he has had, I guess, he has landed on his feet a little bit, but that obviously ended with a coaching ch- staff change there. But, um, yeah, I, I think he's too good of a coordinator, uh, too good of – I still think he's a good defensive mind that you may see him show yes. up again as a coordinator for sure. Kind of surprised, you know, maybe we'll see uh, – a, he's got an extensive background. I don't know if you're a two-a-days fan, but – you know, back in the day, he was at Hoover High School, so he's got a, a really good pedigree for that. So you may may see him in the next couple of years end up at a at a big big time high school in the South. But yeah, I, I think that uh, ultimately it's going to be a while before we see him back in college. I'm going to wrap you up because I know you got to go be dad of the year, and I'll take us the rest of the way. So I just want to ask you this: I'll give you the platform for the final thought with you joining us, and we and again, thank you. This for those of you who want to know a little inside baseball. This was literally wake up, news broke, what you doing, let's do it, hit it. Because let's be honest, and maybe I'm doing a little bit of, you know what, but this guy right here does so much work for the entity that is the Vol Report and Tennessee Rivals. He needs the opportunity to do more than just do the whole digital or the print side of things, the typing. He needs more of the face-to-face in closing now that I'm doing the attaboy butt slaps. (laughs) 
your overall thoughts on what this comes of. And what I mean is we kind of already touched on it, but now based on what Heifel's doing, where they're heading, now this black cloud looks like it's dissipating a little bit. You put it all on the blender, you hit frappe, let's pour it out. Here's your smoothie. What are your overall closing thoughts on where Tennessee was, where they are, and now the end of this chapter as we proceed forward? Yeah, I know you've we talked about it. You've got the recruiting restrictions, but I think this obviously helps too with recruiting because sure. I mean, now, now you can. You, I don't know if anybody was holding this against Tennessee on the trail, but now Tennessee can say, look, you're not going to, you're going to come in here and compete. You're not going to have to worry about anything being taken from you. So I think that helps a lot. And like I said before, I, I really like the way this staff is. I, I like the way they've coached. I like the way that this, the success, I don't see this really slowing down. Um, even when the SEC goes to non-divisions and, and your schedule is going to you know, undoubtedly get tougher. Um, right. I really like the way you know, this program is shaped up right now to hand kind of withstand the, the penalties you did get. Um, I think they're going to make it through that pretty well. And like we said before, you, you don't have that cloud kind of hanging over you anymore. So there's, there should be a lot more positivity with the direction on the program. You can just move on. I think the schedule sets up for another really good double digit win season that you can build off of. So, yeah, I, I don't I don't see anything slowing down with Tennessee right now. And this only helps helps that. While you're still here, the last 30 seconds, go ahead. And I know you just mentioned the Pruitt article, but I'm not trying to ask the chef what he has ingredients-wise inside of his food, but what is coming up. And clearly for me, it's going to be busy four days over in Nashville. Are you coming to Nashville or yeah. are you getting to stay home? Yeah, we'll be there. We'll be now, ladies and gentlemen. It's going to be Noah and Tyler somewhere on Broadway with women in sashes, bachelorette parties, and cowboy boots. Watch out for the vomit. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll we'll be there for sure. Uh, looking forward to it. It's always yeah, always my favorite event to cover. Um, I started doing it when I was at the Beacon in, in college, and that was in Birmingham. This is the first year, obviously, in Nashville it's ever been there. So sure. a nice, easy drive compared to Birmingham or Atlanta. Um, which I guess they're really about the same, but it, 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 it looking forward to it because it's, it's the unofficial kickoff and, uh, you know, love this time of year and, and you start to really feel it when you get there and you get to be around guys like you, a bunch of, you know, guys you look up to guys you respect in this, in this profession. So that's, that's always, that's always fun. Guys like you, Colin, people, you respect people. You like, this is like <laughs> different listing things. Separate me a fraternity <laughs> here and a fraternity of there. Uh, Noah Taylor, uh, I've been telling this guy that uh, we live in the same city. I've been telling this guy, dude, come to lunch, just get a beer. But then what do I do? I go off and completely do not fulfill any of those requests. But guess what? Those will be taken care of in the city of Nashville. Noah, get out of here. We'll let you exit out of the chat. I'll take us the rest of the way. Again, find him by Noah Taylor. This is why you have to subscribe to the ball report, Tennessee Rivals. This guy is doing great work even 50 days out before Tennessee and Virginia get together and wait for it, Nashville, Tennessee. Thanks, bud. Appreciate you. Appreciate it, man. I'll see you in Nashville. Well, as Noah steps aside, again, we want to remind you, this is the Checkerboard Chatter. How goes it? Tyler Ivins, and the news of the day is just that. The 127-page report has been released. The findings and the results, call them penalties, if you will, from the Tennessee violation of the recruiting investigations that have come out over the last couple of weeks. And again, we'll hit the reminder and refresh. Again, Tennessee, great news. Receiving no bowl bans from the NCAA. But with that also comes in, as you can hear, the text messages always coming in because of this news that's starting to um, 
make its way across the SEC and here at the University of Tennessee. Uh, number two, $8 million in fines. You're going to have essentially a five-year probation that's going to come with bowl, uh, with uh, scholarship reductions. Excuse me. That's going to come um, really a breakdown of two a year. And that's the way I kind of look at it. Uh, Tennessee doing so much heavy recruiting and will be over the next couple of months and years. You don't want to have that all lump summed into one, right? Yeah, you want to be able to get the best players against the best competition across college football. And then Jeremy Pruitt, six-year show cause. Now, there were some talks that Alabama was looking at Jeremy Pruitt during the offseason whenever they wanted to uh, fill the defensive coordinator position. So, look, clearly people are going to go out of their way and try to use his defensive mind. Uh, you just heard Noah make reference there how well he is at recruiting. So I'm sure big programs, ones who would want to bring in um, the likes of Jeremy Pruitt are going to be very much, very much intrigued with the idea, uh, but with also the watchful eye on what he's doing on the recruiting trail. And look, let's, let's go ahead and also bring things to present current day, 2023. What Jeremy Pruitt was doing, it's now legal. So that doesn't mean that the crime, if this was a, if this was a non-football related, if somebody, you know, somebody got caught selling marijuana in a state, but then they later legalized marijuana, you can't be like, Oh, let them all you. But of course the analogy, you know what I'm getting at. You look at Jeremy Pruitt and say, we know what your past looks like. Let's go ahead and hit reset for the present and what the future could mean. Look, Tennessee fans uh, talking positive about Jeremy Pruitt. Nobody will ever allow that to happen. They'd kick you out of your bar. They 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 tell you that you're off your Christmas card list. But when Josh Heupel was here defensively, the guy is a very bright mind. Don't believe you'll see head coaching, but you will see coordinator positions likely um, in the near future, pending the NCAA's approval, of course. Uh, all right. You just heard us make reference to SEC media days. Next week is going to be massive. So for those of you who watch the show, who follow the channel, I'm going to tell you something. My rear end is up very, very early Monday morning. I've already got hotels taken care of. We're jetting over to Nashville. It's not just Thursday. Like, I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, tune in Thursday. That's well, of course you're going to because that's Tennessee day there at SEC media days. Four days. Four days at SEC Media Days. So anything you need from all 14 programs, that coming Monday through Thursday, we'll be there. We're going to be in-house. We're going to give you the latest. And you know it's going to get kicked off Monday with some fireworks. If you haven't seen the schedule, LSU, Missouri, Texas A&M. I don't have to tell you about what Drinkwitz. I don't have to tell you about what Brian Kelly or Jimbo Fisher are going to bring to the table. There's going to be slams, elbows, jabs, jokes. So whoever put together this year's schedule with the coaches, you know it's going to be big time. All the lights are going to be on Music City. All right. So seeing that more and more of these details continue to pour out for the University of Tennessee, this would be an excellent time for you to subscribe to the Ball Report on YouTube. Oh, look, what's scrolling at the bottom of the channel. So that would be an excellent time to do so. And you just heard from Noah there. We're sitting here. This is Friday the 14th, so 50 tomorrow, 40. Yes, yeah, so 50 days until it's football time in Tennessee. This is the ramp-up period. This is the time where content, usually scarce, 
no, 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 no. This is where you start opening the gates to some of the fruitful trees that are available and you start grabbing the stuff that leads to what's going to be a very, a very important season for Tennessee football on a couple of categories. One, how are they going to be able to encore what was an impressive 11-2 finish and heading to Miami for the Orange Bowl? Not only that, but we already mentioned it about 10 minutes ago. Tennessee is now big game hunting with a lot of those big programs, those blue bloods, getting that blue chip rating up for some of the best talents across college football in the United States. So recruiting massive here at the ball report. Tennessee leading into the opener in Nashville against Virginia. Massive. We got you covered here on the ball report. Do you get my drift? Do you see why subscriptions and, and being a part of a family that is also on the road and also that is on the trail 24-7 is so important? Take it from me. For somebody at 37 years of age who has been around the program, born right down the road in, at Children's Hospital in Knoxville, 37 years. When was the last time excitement was kind of brewing like this? Former in the 90s, early to exactly. Feels like that that energy's back, and you're going to want to get every single ounce of it, and you can do so with a subscription to the Vol Report, the Tennessee Rivals page. Find us a like. You know how to do so. The rest. Pow! There's the DMs. You know where to find me. We got to keep going. It's a good day if you're a Tennessee fan because that black cloud is now officially moving on and it's breaking up. It seems that now all things are steamed ahead for Josh Heupel and Tennessee can now start working through this probationary period over the next five years. My name is Tyler Ivins. You know how to get me. You know how to find me. This has been the Tennessee Rivals page and the Ball Report.